Hello and welcome. This is You Know What I Mean podcast where we talk about adulting one episode at a time. And if it makes sense, good. And if it doesn't, you know what I mean. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. So this week I want to start with a quote. To be yourself in the world is constantly trying to make something else and is the greatest accomplishment. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Um, So this week I want to talk about uh, self-confidence. And so I want to try something a little bit different than what we usually do. Kind of get some questions in from the listeners and see what you guys have and your thoughts on them. So are you guys ready? Yeah. What should we name this person? Should it be a girl or a boy? Girl. Kelly. Okay. So Kelly says, I feel as if my coworkers do not like me. The reason why I feel this way is because they have always been short with me and very passive aggressive. I feel that this is getting me getting to me because there's a group of them that I'm supposed to work with that I just can't brush them off. I have to see them every day. I have been able to keep myself together since this feeling came over me by keeping my head down, keeping working on keeping my mouth shut and having headphones in. But this morning's incident is really pestering me and I'm seriously consider considering breaking it uh, bringing it up in our weekly meeting with our boss today. But I don't want to seem like a little bitch to everyone. I feel like this is because of our age difference. I am 25 whereas everyone else is in their late 30s and 50s. I guess I just need some advice on how to deal with coworkers that appear to not like you. I am not good with projecting how I want people to see me. Please help. Um, first things first, like, why do you think that your coworkers don't like you? I, I mean, she's saying she's in her 20s and her coworkers are older. My bet is that they probably don't think about you twice. I don't know. I just don't have time to not like a coworker. So I feel like she's building this up in her head because there was nothing in her email that sounded very concrete. Well, she did say that, okay, so this may be, maybe you're right. The most specific that she got, it says, they have been very short with me and very passive-aggressive. How? Passive-aggressive how? Exactly. Right. They, like, I just feel like the age difference, maybe when you're in your 20s, and I, I do find that when I was in my 20s, I was more conscious about, oh, does this person like me? Does that person like, you know what I mean? Like, that's more of a thing. Like, I don't even think about that anymore, like, mm-hmm. whether I'm liked or not. Like, I could care less. And mm-hmm. I feel like your coworkers, they're probably just trying to get things done. They're probably not trying to sugarcoat everything and be, I don't know. <laughs> Is that rude? I don't know. No, it's not like... rude. I understand it uh, 100%, but... I can understand that, like, I don't know, I don't know if she wants them to cater to her feelings, like, it's hard to judge the situation without specific examples, one, you know, and passive-aggressive how, how can you claim someone's passive-aggressive if you don't give an example how? You know, but yeah, I mean, I think the age gap in itself, if she's 25 and there's 50-year-olds, they have nothing in common. So they, they, you know, they probably don't feel like they have too much in common to talk to her, either. Mm-hmm. She puts on her headphones and she doesn't talk to anyone, so they probably don't talk to her either. You know? Exactly. What about you, Ash? I mean, being in your 20s, what do you, what's your take on this? Um, I think it could either, it could be both. It could, it could either be that this is all in her head and, you know, she's just imagining it because sometimes I, I think, well, I have experienced in myself that when I'm feeling particularly, you know, self-doubtful or, you know, just not 
not very confident or optimistic, I start seeing things that I don't think are really there. And what I do as a point, as a reference, I'll ask somebody, somebody that I trust, and I'll tell them the situation, and I'll be like, is this in my head, or should I be, you know, should I be concerned? Then they'll be, they'll say, you know, it's just in your head, or they'll be like, oh no, that's real, you know, that would offend me too. So, I think I could, I could go either way, but in my experience, most of the people that I work with, and actually up until recently, have always been older than me. I've always worked with older people. And it's true, they're not gonna understand you, they're not gonna like a lot of things that you do, like that's just, that's a given, like that's just a generational difference. But the, the advice I can give you is, you know, try to make an effort and find common ground, you know? There's a whole bunch of things that you can talk about that doesn't necessarily just apply because you're 25 and they're 50. You know, you can talk about recent current events. You can talk about what you like to do um, for fun. You know, good food, I don't know, movies that are, you know, coming out. Just find common ground, so that's... That would be my advice. It also seems like there's a lack of respect here with her. She feels like she's not being respected, that maybe that they are clustering together and they talk to each other and she's being left out. And that's also a respect thing. You respectively include your coworkers. But it also sounds like, like Cindy said, that she's excluding herself. So there is a difference. There is a difference when someone excludes their self you know, on purpose, and then that th- that that group of people is in a clique, and they are excluding you. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you might feel that you might feel isolated, but that's probably because you did your that own yourself. doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. If someone has their headphones on and they're, you know, just head down and doing their work, I'm going to assume that they don't want to be bothered. So I'm not going to go and bother them. You know what I mean? Like talking Mm -hmm. to them. I don't take it as a respect thing. I don't think it's a disrespectful thing. Now, if they said something nasty, maybe, you know, but again, it's hard to decipher because there's not, it's very vague, the situation. Yeah. I will say something. Assuming, like, she's right and they are being passive-aggressive, what could be the reason? I know from experience, I've worked with millennials, younger people. You know, some things that I encountered that annoyed me were entitlement. Expecting to move up the ranks probably much quicker than other people because, I don't know, I just feel like kids nowadays graduate college and they think they're going to be CEO by, you know, by the time that they're 30 and don't want to put in the sweat equity. So I think being that we don't have that much information, I think just check yourself, check your attitude towards the workplace. I remember one girl, really lovely, I liked her a lot, but we had a conversation and she basically talked bad about our career. And she said something along the lines of, I don't want to be stuck here for the rest of my life or or something like that, which I understand. Like, I get it. But to people that have been doing it for years, for for most of their career, for decades, that may sound really snotty. Like, you're being disrespectful of the job that everyone else has done and takes pride in. Mm. So I just say... If you're feeling like they're being passive aggressive, take a moment and see what are there is there anything that you might be doing to make them feel like you're disrespecting them? Cuz I always feel like 
you receive what you put out. You respect people, people are going to respect you. You know, and maybe you're doing something. Maybe you're saying something. Maybe you're acting some sort of way that's giving out that vibe. So you're getting it back. Right. Without any information, that's just some advice that I would give. So question two, we have a girl with very low self-confidence looking for some relationship advice. I'll call her Janet. Janet. So Janet says, I had a crush on this boy. No one's ever really noticed me. I'm one of those quote-unquote, fat, ugly, quiet people. We were talking, and I told him that I liked him and I had feelings for him, and next week I told the girl that I knew uh, that I knew that I loved him, and her big mouth told everyone, we're assuming that this girl is in high school, that girl bullied me a lot, and I, and I really hate her now. He told me that he doesn't like me because, A, I'm overweight, and he's dating a popular girl that I've never really talked to, that's never really talked to me and I've never had really luck with a guy. What should I do? Should I keep looking for a guy or do I quit? I'd say quit looking for that guy. <laughs> Sounds like an asshole. I'm surprised you even talked to her. <laughs> I know. Honestly, like, give yourself time because I was that ugly, you know, nerdy person in high school and uh, I just feel like all the people that were good looking and popular in high school don't look like that and are not doing well in their life. Do you really either. think you are ugly in high school though? Sure. Like I feel like I my brain was telling me I was ugly in high school, but looking at the pictures I was cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, do you think you're cute? Or did someone else say that you they you, you were cute? No, I'm saying like now in my third like almost thirty five looking at my <clears throat> high school pictures, I'm like oh I was like building myself up to be like this ogre in high school but like that's not true like and i don't think you were ugly either i just think that we tell ourselves these things when we're younger you know well for me it's actually like people have told me that i no that i I looked so much different in high school and but they tell you different or they told you ugly <clears throat> I'm 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 being nice to myself. I don't want to say that I was ugly, but yeah, that's what they they said. You know, you look different. What you kind know? of people are these? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would cut that person off. Asshole. First off, I think I know who it is. I want to cut them off for you. I would no, cut that person off. I've gotten off. this from a couple of different people. I've gotten no. this. They're from not your friends. They're people. not your friends. Maybe you could say something like, oh, you've gotten better with age. No, they're not your friends. Yes, and that's essentially what the message was, that I've gotten better with age. And And that's true. Like, I think you can become, grow into yourself. Everybody has an awkward stage. I don't think you say someone's ugly. (laughs) Everybody has an awkward stage, and, you know, people go through different awkward stages. You know what I mean? But then you bloom, and then you go through a weird awkward stage of aging, too. So I I don't understand. I think someone that has a, the gall to say that to you I, they're not your friend that's my opinion but I also think that the way that people perceive you has a lot to do with what you feel you know how you're feeling right so in high school I was not emotionally in the best place you know at all I was cool. definitely very depressed and that probably reflected had I been as happy as I am now I'd probably be more attractive to those people so I, I, I can understand where they're coming from. What were you going to say, Josh? Well, that's what I really wanted to talk about today. It's about the idea of self-confidence. And it's really about how you see yourself and how other people pick up what you're putting out there. You know, I, I've been like kind of obsessed with this trailer for this movie called I Feel Pretty, where oh, Amy... Yeah. 
Ah, the Amy, Amy Schumer Sh- movie. The Amy yeah, the, Schumer. <laughs> yeah, where she hits her head and she like she see instantly sees herself as the most beautiful woman that's like her her perfect ideal woman. But everyone sees her as the same. She just hit hit her head and so she thinks she's gorgeous. And everything in her life goes much better. You know, she gets the job promotion she wants, she gets the boyfriend that she wants, just because nothing's really changed out there, just her the way she perceives herself. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? So if you look at this girl right now, she has so little self confidence, so little she feels like she has so little to offer that maybe that not only does she feel awful, it makes other people around her not appreciate her beauty because right. she's not appreciating herself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know what kind of things that you guys do to build your own self-confidence or things you have done when you have been feeling low and not feeling as confident as you should. Learn a skill. I'm not even kidding. Learn a skill because you know what? Like in her case, she's focusing on getting her her confidence from outward sources, mm. compliments, things mm. that people tell you. I say if you, you know, for me, when I was going through a hard time in my life, I picked up blogging and I picked up photography and podcasting and all this stuff gives me joy because it's a creative outlet. It's something that I feel like I'm good at, you know, and it doesn't mean it's not coming from outside sources, something from within, something that I enjoy doing for myself. And I think in her case, and for most of our cases, is that, yeah, like, learn something new. Try to focus your confidence instead of on your looks on something else. Become good at something. And I think mm. that'll that'll build your confidence. And that's actually really good advice. Mm-hmm. Good. That's untraditional. I, I wouldn't have thought about that. I don't really personally have an image problem or anything. Even, like, I, I fluctuate weights and everything, and it doesn't really bother me too much. But I do go through periods where I feel, like, I don't know, I guess lonely or, you know what I mean, a little blue. So at mm-hmm. those moments, it's not so much self-image or anything, but it's like, all right, you need to pick yourself up. Like like when I moved down here into North Carolina, I was like, you need to get out the house and get your ass up. And like, but it took me like, you know, maybe a week, week you know what I mean, to get out of that little funk. And it was like kind of wallowed in your pity, you know, stop feeling sorry for yourself and go out there and make some friends or go out there and do something that you want to do. Like what Josh said before, you have to, it comes from within. So it's nothing really outward. And and when I do feel like, oh, maybe I gained a little too much weight, then I just, I, okay, let's go. We got to go back to the gym. You know what I mean? That self-talk. Like you, you forgive yourself and you say, I need to move on and I need to improve, you know? Yeah, I mean, everybody has those moments where they're like, oh, and they're putting themselves down and they get blue. But then you realize, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I wallowing in my own self-pity? No one's feeling sorry for me but myself. You know, you're having your own pity party by yourself. And again, it's like okay this is this is enough of this let's let's get back on the road and usually i feel i've bounced back pretty well you know but the skill is it it's interesting because it's true when you don't focus on yourself and how everything else is going bad like if you focus on the negative of everything then you're gonna you're just gonna bring that to the surface and that's all you're gonna focus on but if you focus on good things or you try to even though at at first it may not feel genuine you still try to do that it'll it'll bring you out of that mood focusing on a new skill has come in handy in multiple times in my life Mm -hmm. you know and i i only feel like i benefit from it 
Um, for me, um, yeah, I've never tried learning a new skill, but I, I see the logic to that and I think I might try it. Um, but for me, what I do, I'm type A, so I write what I don't what, like about myself and I make a plan on how to get it fixed, you know, and try to make it work. You know, there's only so, like, I'm pretty much like a go get it done and all of that kind of attitude, so... I'm not gonna sit and wallow too long on on a thing, although I've wallowed in a in, a, in the self pity for for a couple months. But eventually, I took the action I needed to do and took the the small steps toward changing that thing that I don't like about myself. And slowly but surely, as you um, get to your goal, I started to feel better. So, um, that's my advice. Just take the actions that you need, and even if it's small baby steps. So say, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're completely in debt. You know, you have credit card debt, you have car debt, school debt, you know, you just owe everybody money. We'll take small, <laughs> take small steps to, to fix it. Like pay off that like $200 Macy's card. And as soon as you pay that off, you're going to feel a little bit better. And as soon as, you know, just take those small baby steps to achieving your goals. And at least for me, that's something that helps me feel better those small steps and then I track my progress that also works and that's something that I do I track my progress and that gives me motivation because sometimes in the middle you're like oh my god this is taking forever well you know and then you just look back at your progress and you're like okay at least you're making progress so just keep pushing forward for me I always think that self-maintenance is the best way to overcome self-confidence because it makes you feel like you're working on yourself. I feel like I've always had to feel like if I'm not doing something to actively work on myself, then I always feel low. You know, if I'm not, you know, as, as you say, working at a skill, I like that idea because it applies for me a different way. Whether, because I, I want to reiterate on this podcast how important it is, you know, therapy and self, like learning how, learning skills, how to take care of yourself, how to soothe yourself, you know, and I think, not enough people are actively working on finding those tools. They're looking for outside sources to fulfill them. Mm. So if mm. you're doing things, if you're doing things that you know that you're working on yourself, then you have no reason to feel, you know, self-doubt because you know you're doing your best. So that's just my advice to this girl. If she feels like she's down and that, you know, that this she's looking for, she feels not as confident as she wants to, I suggest, you know, maybe going to a therapist or joining a gym or starting a new diet. Do whatever you had to do to feel like you're working on yourself and you'll feel better. I actually really like that you said that. Um, a lot of times, yeah, like Madeline said, uh, you know, try learning a new skill. And a new skill doesn't have to mean something tangible like photography or blogging, even though blogging is like in the internet but you know what I mean it's something tangible um, some maybe learning a new skill is something internal like learning how to like set, up boundaries. Said, set up boundaries self soothe just work on something in your mind that you need to learn how to do because that's just as much of a skill as anything else just mm -hmm. like walking or breathing or anything else mm -hmm. so I, I, I do like that you brought that up and I agree with you
Alrighty. So let's move on to the next question. Um, I'm going to name this girl Janelle because I love. Why are they all Janelle. girls? Because it's all girls. Why is it all girls? Make it? one of them a guy. <laughs> because. Because I don't want. I didn't want to. It's Joshua's show, and he wants them to be all girls. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Help me out with this, Charlotte. All right. <clears throat> Um, one of the longer questions. All right. My name is Jamal. I have, a, <laughs> I, have, I have two friends at work. One of them, a friend A, I recently started hanging out with outside work. We were fast friends. Friend B just recently came to me and not unkindly revealed that friend A has been complaining about me a lot behind my back. Friend B's intention was to <laughs> cause harm, but to encourage open communication between was not to cause harm, excuse me, but to encourage open communication between me and friend A, an effort to let friend A be honest about any issues they have with me to my face. Unfortunately, and to make a long story much shorter, this didn't happen. I gave friend A the opportunity to be upfront with me if they have any issue, annoyances, grievances, but they didn't take the opportunity. So I went back to friend B, explained that they didn't, and, and as a second step, asked for advice as to whether I should stop anything I've been doing. Friend B suggested I simply back off my friendship with friend A, which I had planned to do anyway. Yeah. Uh, for the last few days, I've been dealing fairly well with the emotional fallout and the humiliation and heartache of being complained by about someone I thought genuinely liked me. I switched gears from thinking sensibly, trying to be strong to... Uh, strong to but feeling super drained. I want to keep my friends, but all I can think is that I must be weird, strange, and above all, annoying. I'm going to, I'm going to be second-guessing every text I send and every interaction I have with everyone at work now, and I've already felt those creeping thoughts of, what if all my friends throughout my life have viewed me this way? I don't know how to recover from this, and now that I briefly had a couple of friends I work one of them, a very good friend outside of work as well, is going to be difficult to go back to not having them. The ensuing loneliness doesn't seem particularly pleasant. Does anyone have any general coping mechanisms for this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a mouthful. All I have to say about that is people don't hang out with people that they don't want to hang out with, period. That's it. If do you guys hang out with someone that you don't want, or do you make up excuses as to and ghost them? Like you just don't want to hang out with them. Boom. If you if the person continually hangs out with you and maybe even initiates it, then they like you. There's no there's no crazy science behind it. Yeah, but I what about the, about about the friend that's what about telling the friend? you that the other friend? Yeah, exactly. Like First you. off, friend A is talking crap about him, and then friend B is telling him, "Oh, by the way, friend A is talking crap about you." I would drop both of them and make new friends. Very constructive. I think no, seriously. Like I don't know about dropping both of them, but the fact that friend I, I forget which friend the friend that told you <laughs> the friend that told you that the other one was talking crap that 
they're not encouraging you to talk to the person that they're just telling you to drop them. I feel like that's weird. I just think that, you know, if if you want to get to the source of it, mm-hmm. go to the person and say, hey, I heard, you know, someone told me X, Y, and Z. Is this true? Listen to what they say. Like, you know, whatever. But, like, why are we making all these assumptions? And why are we giving that friend the benefit of the doubt? Like, how do we know that that person isn't trying to start some drama? First I of all, that he did confront the original person, and they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to talk about it, or he, they just didn't say that they they didn't yes. make that it. comment. They so what I'm guessing that, mm-hmm. yeah, is saying that he kind of maybe jokingly said, you know, is if I do anything that's annoying, let me know, or something like that, just to, and obviously the friend wouldn't say anything to his face or her face. Um, and that's what she's going off of, that she doesn't feel like, well, A, that a friend is being honest with her, you know, that's, it sucks that A, to have a friend talking behind your back, but also a friend that won't be up front with you and just be beating around the bush about right. it. Just be like, so-and-so told me, or you don't even have to say their name. Someone told me you made this comment. Right. Is it true? Does that bother you? You know, right. whatever. Like, I just don't understand why we got to beat around the bush right i I say just confront hit 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 the nail on the head and i have a problem with person b like my thing is because why is person b saying like oh um so and so is talking crap about you but don't go and talk to them you know what i mean or don't approach them like that's suspect also you know what I mean? Like, because if you were a true friend, first off, if it wasn't important or if it wasn't something, uh, maybe you wouldn't bring it up. But if you're bringing it up, you want that person to solve the issues, you know? And you wouldn't be, like, you know, playing these games. Like, I'm weary on person B, too. Not only person A that's talking the crap, but person B that's giving the message. See, this is why we don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I also find it funny, not funny, but interesting that, like, me and Cindy, this whole conversation, me and Cindy have kind of been aligned, and, like, you and Josh have been aligned, which I wonder if it has to do with, you know, like, the age difference, you know? Being Maybe. in your 20s as opposed to being in your 30s. Because I, I guess... I just don't have tolerance for the bullshit anymore. Mm-hmm. No, you know? I think the difference, I don't think that it's the age difference. I don't think that you and Cindy struggle with um, self-doubt the way that Joshua and I do. Um, and that might just be a part of your personalities. But I, I do see that Joshua and I do suffer from self-doubt quite often. And that's something that we struggle with. But you, you girls are much more confident naturally than we are. But so. I don't think I was always that way. I, yeah, I, neither was I. I. I honestly think that when I was your age, I, you know, I was very concerned about how I was perceived. I was very Everybody concerned about when they're younger. You know, how I was perceived to the people around me, to my in-laws, to my, you know what I'm saying, my coworkers. Like, I feel like as I've gotten older, I'm just like, this is who I am, like it or not. You know, if you like me, cool. If you don't like me, then we don't need to... We don't really need to interact. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm okay with not being friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with not being friendly with everyone at work either. <laughs> so maybe that's yeah. some wisdom that has come to you over time. 
Alright, so to end the conversation, I kind of want to introduce this term I've learned called self-compassion. And self-compassion involves the act of treating yourself the same way that you would treat other people who are going through your own situation. You know, because sometimes we are all a lot better, better with handling other people's issues. If we have a friend we want to give advice to and they're going through something, we can see it clearly. But when it comes to ourselves, we don't really forgive ourselves. So if you're like having a difficult time or you felt to notice something that you don't like about yourself, instead of ignoring the pain with like a stiff upper lip mentally, you just tell yourself, this is really difficult right now and how can I comfort myself and care for myself in this moment? So did you guys read that article I sent you earlier yeah, this yeah. week? Mm -hmm. That also talked about it and I just want to kind of read a quote here from this and it says uh we live in a culture that reveres self-confidence and self-assuredness but as it turns out it may be better approach to success and personal development self-compassion while self-confidence makes you feel better about your abilities it can also lead to a vastly overestimation of your abilities self-compassion self on the other hand encourage you to acknowledge your flaws and limitations allowing you to look at yourself more more objective and realistic point of view on both your merits and but many expertly self-compassion includes the advantages of self-confidence without the drawbacks so have you guys heard of the term self-compassion before not before this article no maddie cindy i i i guess self-compassion comes in nursing i think maybe or compassion for others empathy versus sympathy so i guess it's not self-compassion per se I've heard but I the concept I understand you know because you know they're always preaching you have to take a break you know like nurses ourselves have to care for ourselves if we're gonna care for someone else you know so right. maybe not the word but just the concept now so thinking about self-compassion and not that you know I've explained the term and you guys read the article um, would you guys answer any of these questions differently? Do you think maybe this term applies to any of the questions that we've been discussing? I think so. I think that um, in the first scenario, um, that person needs to, yeah, have a little bit, I wouldn't say self-compassion for the first person because I think she just needs to not, not be too uh, paranoid about how her co-workers think about herself, about her. Mm -hmm. um, I think the second scenario, it applies a little bit more. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, agree I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I agree. I think the, the second one, you know, she was bragging. I think the whole thing about self-compassion is that understanding that you're human too and that Instead of getting down on yourself, just understanding that, like, okay, like, I had a bad moment. Like, it's okay. I can recover from this, you know? Mm -hmm. And in her case, just being like, okay, well, this guy isn't for me. That doesn't mean that I'm a terrible person and I'm ugly and I'm this and that, you know? It just means that he's not the one for me. Like, I'll keep moving, you know? Mm -hmm. I'll keep looking. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I found it interesting, though, that the article was saying that self-confidence almost like a negative like it over people that have too much self-confidence it over inflates their their ego did i read that properly well i think what it's saying is that we for people who can't bridge the gap like people who are have a lot of don't have a lot of self-worth 
it's a big leap to just go the straight self having self confidence, which is almost like a natural thing. I you think, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the con- but, the article was because I kind of got the con of that same feeling, and then I I read it, it was overconfidence. There's a difference between self confidence and overconfidence. So overconfidence may be more phony than self confidence. You know what I mean? Right. No, but I think what Josh was trying to say that like if you're a person that just struggles with self-esteem issues and you just don't think you're good enough, it may be easier to start with self-compassion versus self-confidence, right? Trying to achieve, I feel like trying to achieve self-confidence isn't always the, isn't always a natural fit, you know what I mean? Because not everyone is born with that, you, with the ability to just see themselves at all times as worthy so you kind of had to take a step back if you have don't have a good self-esteem and learn how to forgive yourself for the mistakes or the things that bother you about yourself are they mutually exclusive because i would think that a person that's Mm self-confident may have a hard time with self-compassion you do so explain that to me all right, well, for instance, let's talk about Beyonce, right? I love her. She she performed at Coachella this, what was it, this last weekend, two weekends ago. And, you know, I'm assuming she's someone that has a lot of confidence, you know. She has built her career from the ground up. She knows exactly how she wants to present herself, et cetera, et cetera. So I see her having a great self-confidence, but she also fell on stage at Coachella, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that, and I'm sure someone that has that much self-confidence probably gets on themselves for, like, a stupid mistake like that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she tripped and fell, so it's like, I don't know, I would think that a person that has a lot of self-confidence may struggle with self-compassion, because maybe they're like, oh, I'm better than that, I shouldn't have made that mistake, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Right. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just would think that if you're self-confident, you probably self-confident, you probably struggle with self-compassion. Anyway, um, I think it's time for us to move to our bochinche. Is everyone excited? Does everyone have a bochinche this week? Okay, so I just came back from a girl's trip to Arizona. That was a lot of fun. Actually, I I only knew one of the girls, and two of the girls was my first time meeting them. How was it? It was awesome, which is, like, I guess what I want, like, I wanted to say, like, I went in it with, with good vibes, you know, and I went in it with, like, we talked about self-fulfilling prophecies, and I just did not want to go in it with, like, oh, I'm going to be fourth wheel, I'm going to be fourth wheel, like, you know, because the other, the other girls knew each other, three Mm -hmm. girls knew each other, I knew one girl, and... And then anyway, had a wonderful time, you know. Um, I just went with the mentality that I was going to go with the flow. I was going to have fun. You know, when we went out for meals, we decided from the beginning that we were going to split meals. So, you know, keeping that in mind, I, you know, I didn't order less or I didn't order more. I kind of tried to order on par with everyone. Some days I, I... paid a little more some days I paid a little less you know what I mean for but it was it was great like I just felt like it was really good I I was out of my comfort zone and I think I did well like it was a really good experience 
You know, I was Why able to... Why were you out of your comfort zone? Well, because I didn't know two of the girls. So it wasn't like I, I was with people that I was comfortable with, you know? Right. So it's not every day that you go on vacation with people that you don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody yeah, was on so... their best behavior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if everyone was in their best behavior. Everyone was just... You know, like I said, maybe I've spent a little more than what, like, had I gone with my husband, maybe we I spent a little more this time than I would have, but it was okay. Like, I came mentally prepared for that, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, you know, I was just ready to have a good time. Luckily, it was a short trip. We were there, like, four days, so... Couldn't do too much damage, but <laughs> it looked it, really beautiful. It yeah. was beautiful. It was real chill. We had a great time. You know, it's funny because we were all in our we're all thirty somethings, and uh, three of us were moms. One was in a relationship, but you know, we all had significant others. And I don't know. I guess we were just. You know, trying to have a good time. We got dressed up a couple nights. We like only made it out to like. 10 <laughs> they went back to our rooms like no one was trying to be out in the club until all hours which was great because i mean i would have gone out too but i like the fact that everyone kind of had my energy level you know and that it was more about the getting dressed up and the looking cute than it was staying out till four in the morning so mm-hmm. but anyway i had a really really nice time and i'm glad i kind of took the chance and, and went with these ladies, and I hope that we get to keep in touch because it was really fun. And I think we're planning on doing something again next year. So, anyways, cool. yeah. Awesome. So that was my bochinche. It sounds like you made some friends too, so that's good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they live in Atlanta, so I don't know that I'll get to see them all that often. But at the very least, some travel buddies for the future. So. Right. Uh, For me, I started my new job, and I honestly have been really surprised about how awesome my new teammates in DaVita were not employees, were teammates. (laughs) 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 And it's not like you come to work, you come to the village, it's all weird lingo. But anyways... Um, my new teammates are really, really nice and been very, very supportive. And I, I was just like so surprised—not surprised, but pleasantly surprised that they were they were awesome. And um, um, I think this is gonna be really good for me. I think I'm gonna learn a lot, and uh, this is gonna be a new adventure. I, I today was my first day working at home. And that was interesting. <laughs> Taking oh, conference cool. calls and, yeah, working from home. So I think I could get used to it. It's pretty cool working in your pajamas. So you're working from <laughs> home and you're, and you're out and about? Yeah, so I will be on the road and then there's days that I'll be working from home. So, like, I kind of make my own schedule. Wow, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I don't officially have an office, so that's like a downside. I don't have a printer anymore. (laughs) I don't have a desk. I don't have staples or anything. But, um, you know, I'm on my own. But I like it. I think there's pros and cons to it. But Mm -hmm. overall, I think it's going to be pretty cool for me. And and my end goal, it should help me um, get me to my end goal. So that'll, that'll be good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like we 
We all had some positive things going on. So if this made any sense to you, I hope it did. Um, so if not, you know what I mean. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye.